Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And... <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go <laughs> into the Marvel Wikipedia and edit Whatever it is. doesn't get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey guys! Welcome back to another mutant-orific episode of Fanholes Comics, motherfucker! Do you read them? Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm gonna be one of your hosts this evening, and I am joined tonight by three, count them, three of my fellow gifted youngsters from Xavier's Institute. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, it's Mike, and I'm, no, I'm, I'm not invulnerable when I'm blasting. <laughs> Hello, still friends. It is I, Justin. Hey, everybody. This is Tony. I'm also Shatterstar. I'm also not in this story. Sorry. Don't let me walk That'd in. That'd be on. some X-Force shit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, don't, don't let poor Rain Sinclair walk in on you. That's all I ask, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> So we are we are here tonight because I, I this might be worth talking about for a second, but we're we're actually here tonight because of the the New Mutants film from 20th Century Fox, which should be hitting theaters by the time you're listening to this podcast. But of course, at the time of this recording, we have only seen a teaser trailer for the New Mutants, and based on that, we decided we'd get together and discuss the storyline that the film is probably loosely based around, which is the Demon Bear Saga from New Mutants issues 18 to 20. And of course, this originally came out in 1984. It ran from April to June. Uh, this was back when comics were a whopping cover price of 60 cents an issue so you know for a buck 80 you had the whole demon bear saga of course i went to a con today and they wanted to charge like i don't know 20 bucks for issue 19 i was like what but anyway the writer of this is of course x-men guru scribe chris claremont the artist is bill skinkevich and then it's lettered by tom orakowski and colored by glennis ween so we've got Death Hunt, Siege, and Badlands are the titles. But I guess before we get into the synopsis of Demon Bear, have you guys seen the New Mutants trailer yet? Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll give Fox this much: it, it's, it's, you know, it's not your father's mutant movie. Well, I mean, yeah, everybody seemed kind of 
taken aback by the fact that it was uh, it seemed like that was the general consensus that people were sort of taken aback because it looked like it was almost like a horror movie but then i think you know for people that kind of were familiar with this storyline they they kind of pointed quickly to it and just kind of said well the you know the demon bear saga was you know, uh, not a straight-up superhero adventure, obviously, you know, given the art style and the, the story and everything. So I, I don't think I found it quite as shocking. I mean, I, I thought that uh, Maisie Williams's reign was probably the most inspired bit of casting that I saw there, though. So I'm kind of excited about that. But, you know, that that's kind I, of... I don't know why he's, like, so, like, you know, like, shocked and amazed that this is something new. I mean, The Gifted is a horror story in a totally different way. What what did you call them, Justin? The Kmart X-Men? Yes, they are they are the Kmart X-Men. I will say to you now what I said to you back then is that if if the gifted is the Kmart of X-Men, then Mutant X is like the ninety nine cent store of X-Men or whatever. So Team Dollar General, come. Yes, yes. All right. Well, I I was just curious like if anybody had any kind of instant thoughts or takes on the 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 trailer like do you you guys think you'll see that film when it comes out in the theaters or do you think it's something that you'll kind of just you know maybe wait for it to roll out on you know red box or netflix or home video or what have you no i'll I'll go see it in the theater i think i think it's a good uh thing to try something different i mean because you know we're just so we're so barraged with like various different superhero movies it's it's nice to have something that has a it's nice to have something that has a completely different tone than just, you know, superheroes fighting each other. It seemed like this is going to be more, you know, like you said, horror driven. And maybe if it's picking up on some of the themes from like the comic, it'll be kind of a more personal for some of the characters, more kind of like psychological and yeah. maybe some of their foibles and stuff like that. You know what I didn't realize until I like did some like research and and kind of figured out who was supposed to be who but i i could kind of piece out all the the new mutants characters from the trailer but that uh, doctor in the trailer is supposed to be cecilia reyes like i didn't i didn't realize that at first so oh yeah uh, i didn't realize that either yeah so i was like oh well she's she's beating maggot to uh feature film debut so good for her <laughs> you know like, and everyone maggot to the, you <laughs> it's know, like it's like Ma- maggot and marrow got beat out by cecilia rays uh, as far as new x-men to 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 jump to the to silver screen so good for her um, well, I think one of the, one of the edicts of this movie, it seems like from the trailer, is uh, now with ninety ninety percent less blue people. Yes, yes, less blue yeah. people. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that because I, I was like, oh, I, I think at some point in the development of this, they thought maybe they could get James McAvoy to, you know, I don't know, wheel around as Professor Xavier for a few minutes or something like that. But it seems like that was was tweaked as they, you know, continued development of the film. So I was like thinking, oh, well, maybe. You know, maybe Cecilia Reyes is going to be like their mentor figure or whatever. But then you you start to wonder. It does have that kind of you know horror setting. So so maybe there maybe she's a little more nefarious than a mentor figure. I don't know. You know, like it it kind of makes me wonder. Is she going to like replace the character Stevie from the comics? Because mm. that's kind of weird. I, I was also thinking since the Disney mutants is like you know they obviously have the show already, so they they probably can't use that character. But I'm like. You know, David Holler would like you know be a great you know 
villain for like such a psychological thing, but it would fit in with a demon bear thing. So that that is true. I like Legion. He's cool. I, I like Legion too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll go into the synopsis for Death Hunt Siege and Badlands, which comprises the demon bear saga, as aforementioned, and then I guess we'll discuss it because we've all read that tonight. So the Death Hunt issue opens with Rachel Summers, and she's coming up to the gates of Xavier's, and then she is hit with this flashback to the basically alternate timeline future, the the days of future past, when the government came to capture the X-Men, and there's this kind of almost... I don't know. I, I found it kind of amusing, but this this almost amusing two page spread of Xavier getting shot down, you know, and, and being forced back um, while he's still inside his or still, you know, on his wheelchair or what have you. And then inside of the Institute, when she is, you know, back to the, the present time frame, the new mutants are working out in the danger room and Rachel rings the doorbell. And when Ileana Rasputin answers, uh, she lets Rachel know that Professor X is not currently at home. And then once Rachel kind of figures out who Ileana is, she actually runs off because it doesn't seem to jibe with the memories that she has of of the Ileana from her timeline, so she knows something is kind of out of whack. There's also a kind of subplot that's going on that is introducing self-friends, Warlock, and the Magus to the title, and then we cut back to Danny Moonstar entering the Danger Room, and she's actually repetitively putting herself against various bear attacks and Danny basically then decides it's time for her to go outside armed with a bow and arrow and then she is off to face the demon bear and she and the demon bear fight and she thinks that she's won but it turns out it was playing possum and he claws her, and she screams, and the new mutants actually run out to find her bleeding in the snow. Then in the next issue, Danny gets taken to Mid-County Medical Center. The new mutants accompany her and prepare to defend their friend now near death against the demon bear. In space, there's a interlude where the Star Jammers detect Warlock and the Magus, and they're approaching Earth. Meanwhile, back in the hospital... There is a local police officer named Tom and a local nurse named Sharon who actually get taken by the demon bear. Meanwhile, Ileana puts a magic ward around the operating room that Danny is being treated in. Bobby and Ileana tangle with the bear and Ileana scares it off with her soul sword. The bear then knocks out the power, then the backup generators turn on, and then the demon bear attacks Ileana's ward. The rest of the new mutants join the fight, and the bear teleports itself, the entire team, and the operating room, still protected by Ileana's ward, to an other-dimensional place known as the Badlands. And that brings us to the final chapter, titled Badlands, where the demon bear warps Tom and Sharon changing their appearance to Native Americans, and then corrupting them, turning them against the New Mutants. The New Mutants battle the Demon Bear, Tom, and Sharon. Ultimately, Ileana is the one who defeats the bear with her soul sword, basically cutting its head in twain, and then this releases Tom and Sharon, as well as Danny's parents, who she thought were dead. 
Danny actually recovers with the help from a Morlock healer as opposed to the hospital because the hospital pretty much at that point thought her wounds were untreatable. And that kind of wraps up the whole Demon Bear story in a nutshell. Obviously, it wasn't, you know, th th this was not super detailed synopsis, but it was just something I kind of, you know, grabbed some stuff from the, the Marvel Wiki just to give people an idea if they haven't read it and everything. I, I, I don't know that the synopsis necessarily does the story justice. It's It's got a lot of kind of surreal artwork by Bill Skinkevich. You know, his his style, I think, is uh, probably for some people it's polarizing. I mean, he's not a traditional kind of by-the-numbers artist, but I think it works really well for the kind of fever dream that the, the demon bear itself represents. I think it works can, really well, you know? Can I say something about his art? Yes. As a kid, I was not a fan of his art. Like, I didn't like it but it's something that the older i got i grew to like really appreciate it and i really love his art style now it's just for whatever reason as a kid i always found it kind of weird and off-putting and you know like you said it's kind of i don't know it's kind of gives you this uneasy feeling it, it feels kind of like sketchy and you know frantic or something and it mm. just kind of i don't know i just i just never liked it as a kid but you know growing older and kind of you know you know, reading more and more comics and, you know, seeing other comic styles, I kind of grew to like, I'm, you know, going back and reading some of these early issues. I was like, you know, I like, I actually like this, like that first issue where you have like Danny's asleep and you have like this image of the demon bear and you have like this kind of checker pattern over it, which I assume is her blanket. Like that's like, that's a really great page. Like I really like that. And the, his, I mean, his art is just kind of crazy to, to think about sometimes like I you know did a total like turnaround on his art I think I think the you know the the common complaints I've heard is you know when you know how sometimes people just want to know what they're looking at basically and I I can see that that's a common complaint but I think I've always had a knee-jerk reaction you know I you know Mike knows this you know this Tony knows this but you know whether it's Tom Scioli or Frank Quietly or whoever you know wh whoever the 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 whipping boy of the week is where people like to point to and go oh this guy like I don't get him or whatever you know I've never been one to lambast somebody just because they have a different style from from you know a traditional artist or or kind of the you know whatever you might want to consider a you know maybe a house style or something like that something that your eyes are accustomed to and used to you know clean line work and you know everything all kind of fits into place i think with skinkevich like i i think the stuff that i was really drawn to was like, you know, I remember reading like Electra Assassin and everything. So like, I, I don't think I was really reading these issues of New Mutants as they came out or anything like that. Like if, if anything, I might have discovered some of them. Like I had a sporadic New Mutants collection. Like I had some back issues, even though like I really, really loved Magic and Ileana Rasputin. I didn't have like, you know, every single one of her appearances or anything like that. But for me, like, I guess what what sticks out to me is like you've got in say like the first i don't know like i think this is is bill skinkevich's first issue of the new mutants and like in the first i don't know like nine or so issues you've got like bob mcleod and like i think sal basima do some of the artwork and it's like they are you know what you might call you know more traditional artists compared to him 
But, like, the thing that stood out to me was, like, the first time you see the demon bear in, like, I think it's, like, in issue three or something, like, Danny's having nightmares and stuff. And somehow, like, the 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 straight-laced art makes it look incredibly goofy to me. I, I don't know how to convey it other than there's this sequence where there's this masked shadow chasing her. And it's ominous, and you get it. But then at some point the shadow like takes off a black hood and underneath it is like a bear but it's like not this kind of i don't know it, it's not this kind of esoteric kind of cubist bear that looks all weird and freaky like a fever dream it's just a bear who took off a mask and is like what's up danny i'm scaring you and it looks kind of <laughs> it's like it's so real it looks ridiculous you know what i mean whereas this like the the art in in this storyline like there there's moments where i think people's facial features and and the character design of the new mutants and everything like there there are kind of these moments where they look super realistic but then you contrast that to you know the like what justin's describing the way he'll compose a piece with you know, the the blanket or the way he'll compose a piece with the bear itself and the shadows and, and the, the figures within it and everything. And, and it does have a kind of interesting, like, frenetic dynamic to it where it's just, it, it's something you're, you, I, I think that's something where you, this is the, the kind of art that you're supposed to, like, you know, stop and, like, examine it even though it's just like a page with a few words and most people would just move past it, you know, but, but I think, I think in some cases it's, it's something to sort of, I don't know, envelop yourself in and just, you know, stare at and kind of look at the, the details of it. It, it probably didn't like hurt things that he, you know, Skinkavich did the art for like Marvel's Dune adaptation too. Like, oh, yeah. I, I bet you read that. Yeah, and that you know, you know what? I I guess I guess I really like all the the postery type stuff from from that. You know, where it's like that 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 I guess that exemplifies what I mean when I say the New Mutants look real to me, like they look realistic. Because when you when you look at stuff like the the Dune adaptation, you know, it looks like Kyle MacLachlan on a lot of those yeah. sort of painted you know, covers and everything. So, like, when people say to me, like, oh, well, I, I don't know what's going on in a Bill Skinkevich book. And it's just, like, one of those things where I'm like, well, it's not like... It's like he draws things so you can understand them and see them when he wants to. And I think when when he wants it to look weird and, and freaky and, and, and kind of, you know, give you a odd feeling, I, I think it's done purposely. You know, like, like, I, I think it's by design. Like, so I, I don't think it's like a thing where it's like, oh, you know, I just don't get any of it. Cause that's not true. Like, you can look at Sam Guthrie and Ileana and, and Danny Moonstar and like go, oh, look, there, there's a girl. There's, you know, a young lady. You know, there's a, you know, I'm invulnerable when I'm blasting. Like, I, you know, you, you, you see those guys, you know, so, and, and of course that cracked me up cause there, there was that line in the, you know, it's like, it's like by default, like you, you have to, if if you've got Cannonball in a story, like he's got to say that at least at one point, you know, like you got to take your, your shot when Cannonball says that or whatever. You know, did you guys see that, that beat in the hospital? Like th this is brought up like in a lot of, I don't know, trivia and or reviews, but I, I was going to ask you guys, there's this one panel in issue 19 
and they they have the hospital staff at the sort of foreground of the panel and it it clearly is Bill Skinkevich doing Alfred Hitchcock like he's one of the hospital attendants and then there's like another guy behind him who I thought kind of looked like George Reeves but I think I I don't know in some in some cases like I've heard people say oh no that was supposed to be like Ben Casey which was like a, an old you know TV show where the actor Vince Edwards was like a doctor or whatever so I was just kind of like but I don't know if you guys know which panel I'm referring to but I, I didn't pick up on it. I just I just remember the name Ben Casey. Um, but uh, but I, I will say as far as uh, Skin Kevich's Skin Kevich's uh, art style, it is really surreal. You know, um, a guy who kind of reminds me of him in a way, like well, like well, not modern, but like who got a lot of shit was uh, Larry Stroman. He, he did kind of you know, kind of okay. like you know, <clears throat> kind of looks and, and definitely like someone like Sam Keith, who definitely did surreal oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but also like one thing I really like about the artwork though, is you you can you know have your druthers if it's if it's really detailed cool artwork you know like like a a, a Jim Lee or whatever, but his dynamicism like in like certain you know action scenes is like there there you feel the motion you know you feel like the the violence and stuff, and that's that's I mean that's good storytelling you know. And like he's he's really good with expressions. Uh, to this day, I think he's the reason why I like Warlock so much. Because when he first introduced introduces Warlock, you know Warlock's kind of scary looking. You know, yeah, you're like, yeah. what the fuck is that? You know, he went on to become like this goofy, you know, like self friend thing. Who I love, I love Warlock and all his different incarnations. But originally, he wasn't that much different from Magus. You know, <laughs> as far as his look, you know, as far as both being like terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I kind of agree with uh, Justin. Like uh, the first time I saw Skinkevich's art was probably, man, I think maybe on Spider Man or something. But like when I first saw it, I was kind of like, "What the hell kind of art style is this?" And I don't know. Like I think, I think I was, I, I was kind of used to some of like Jeff Senior's work, and like there's kind of a similar like expression, expressionistic like you know uh style at work there even though like jeff senior kind of does more like cubist like artwork i guess but uh no like i i eventually learned to appreciate it and like yeah like i i really liked the art in this and i i I can see like i haven't read the issue you described derek but i can see how the demon bear might look like stupid unless you like portray it in this manner. Yeah. Like I, I I think, I think that's by design that it looks expressionistic, that it's not quite a real, a real to nuts bear, you know, because I think, I don't know, like, like if if anybody ever gets a chance to look at that new mutants issue number three, like I, I kind of, I think that's unintentionally funny. Like, like they didn't mean for that scene. The scene's supposed to be scary, but when the bear pulls off the hood and it's like, yo, what's up? You know, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of funny, but here I think that, you know, whether it's, you know, professor X getting, you know, shot in that kind of, flashback sequence to the days of future past thing or Danny getting swiped by the bear's claw and that that splash page where it's like her in the snow and then it's juxtaposed with the you know it's like this gigantic bear with these like 
steel claws almost, you know? So it's like, you know, all those kind of things are, to me, like, I, I think they're, they actually look very cool, you know? And there's a lot of good contrast. And, and what Tony was saying, there's a lot of dynamism in, in, in the, the artwork and everything. I mean, as far as the story goes, like, I, I think it's a pretty cool story. I know there's a lot of, it's funny, like, I guess in today's age with all the, you know, SJW stuff and all this other stuff, I, I, I did come across a lot of blowback because, uh, you know, by the end of the story, you know, I think, I think you have to like sort of look at who says it, right? But it's, it's rain. And, and, and when those, it's like the, the cop and the nurse are basically transformed by the demon bear, like even once Ileana uses her soul sword, like she can't reverse the transformation. So you had these, you know, ostensibly, you know, uh, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, you know, a cop and a nurse. And now they're, you know, what all the, you know, the, the write-ups would say is, you know, oh, they, you know, they are now Native American. But I think the dialogue that Rain has is basically like, you know, oh, look, you know, they're Red Indians, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, she's from Scotland, like, and at the time, like, that wasn't, like, you know, the most offensive thing in the world because it was, what, 19... When did this come out? Like, 1984. You know? So it's yeah. like, it's like, it, it, you know, the, I don't think, I don't think there was a lot of you know, thought, you just, you, you have to sort of account for, you know, when it was written and everything. Like, I don't, I don't think the terminology, you know, that people consider politically correct was even in use back then. So, you know, that's, you know, I, I think it was more to distinguish. It's like, oh, they're not, you know, they're not Indians from India. They're American Indians. I mean, that's when I was growing up, that's what was something that you, you'd say to designate, you know, like you didn't say, oh, I'm Native American, even though, you know, I, I would check that off on my, you know, you know, my race box or whatever, like, how do you identify or whatever? But like, you know, I, I think even back then it was, if, if you were not going to say, you know, red Indians, which I've never heard anybody really identify themselves as that per se right but you know i i would always think of it as oh well american indians as opposed to you know uh, you know indians from india you know but that's i don't know i mean it's probably not worth delving into too much but i i just figured i'd bring it up because i i i i, I always see somebody sort of have to you know offhandedly comment about that sequence and it's like i i guess in and of itself it's kind of a strange thing it's like well why why does that happen to those people, you know, that were taken by the demon bear? But then it's like it's this weird mystical thing that, that doesn't have a whole lot of explanation. I mean, that's part of why it's kind of frightening and, and scary, right? Like that it, it, it there, there's not a whole lot of science and, and understanding about it. It just it seems to just be, you know. Well, I mean, and that's like a a, a good way of doing a horror story is uh <clears throat> the scariest things are the unknown, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, what, why is this, you know, demon bear doing what it does, you know, it's like, what is this actual motivation? You know, it's like, it's not so bro, you know, it's, it's, right, right. it's, 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 you know, basically, uh, you know, destructive force and, and, you know, terrorizing and, 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 and also like, you know, I guess the, one of the reasons like, you know, this story is a, is a good way to do something new with the new mutants movie it is very psychological, you know, uh, Danny is, is, is not only having a tough time, you know, physically during encounter stuff, but she's getting rattled, obviously, you know, I mean, she's like, 
the fuck's going on? And also Rachel as well. You know, it's just you know, and everybody has moments where they they they're, they're like, you know, what the fuck is going on? It does have that horror vibe, but not just because you know of blood and guts, but like you know, the, the, who 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 might break? Who who's going to like maybe lose it? And that's kind of a cool thing when you see it when you watch a horror movie. If it if it really does scare you, it scares you because you know obviously it's a comic book and we assume our heroes are going to win. But there, like, when you have that one moment, you're like, oh god, is someone going to die? That mm. that that's that's good storytelling, you know. Yeah. yeah. The the thing that I kind of took notice of is the demon bear itself is extremely important to Danny's arc as a character. Like she's kind of been afraid of this thing off and on through like the previous issues. Like it's kind of been like in the back of her head and she's been kind of doubting herself and her powers and everything. And, you know, kind of dealing with this. And now it's, it's come to the forefront and, you know, what does she do? Like she faces it head on and fights it. And then that first issue, she gets taken out. And for the rest of the story, like she's in the hospital and it's up to the rest of the team to kind of take up the quest, so to speak, and, you know, finish the battle in her stead for her. And, you know, like Tony says, it's like you're not really sure, like, exactly what's going to go on because there are moments in some of these issues where, like, members of the New Mutants get possessed by the bear and they're kind of doubting themselves, you know, like, well, are you you? Are, are you know? Or are you like the demon bear? Like, are you going to turn against me or, you know, get me killed here? Or, you know, are are you yourself? Basically, it's kind of like um, from the thing. It's like we are not, we, you know, we are not who we think we are or something. You know, some of the I don't necessarily agree with it, but but I have heard some of the criticism that. If this was to be a fear that Danny needed to face, like there, there was some level of disappointment that she does get gutted at the beginning and then is basically hospital ridden for the remainder of the story. Like, I, I, I guess you could say, like, since I'm an, you know, magic, you know, fanboy or whatever, it's like, oh, I, I probably like that, you know, this is the first appearance of the, the soul armor and the soul sword, you know, takes out the demon bear at the end, but, you know, I, I've heard some people put forth the argument, well, if this is Danny's arc, like, she faces her fear, but she doesn't necessarily conquer it by her own hand, like, would you have any response to that kind of criticism, Justin? I think it would be more important for her to, like, understand that it's better to maybe face things with your friends instead of going at it alone, mm. because I think the lesson to take away from this would be that's fine to have courage and face something alone. It's perfectly all right. But sometimes it's better to go to your friends and say, Hey, I have this problem. We got to kill this demon bear and have your friends help you. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I kind of agree with that. And not only that, you know, they are a team, they're supposed to help each other, but you do see what happens when someone does something on their own, even if it is brave. I mean, don't get me wrong. Danny trying to face her fears is by no means an uh, act of cowardice or selfish even. She, she's, you know, this is her personal fear at first. But if she had relied on her teammates, she might have not had that trouble. You know, it's like, it's like maybe more than one fear, you know. She's scared to trust people. And, you know, because of that, her team gets kind of wrecked, you know, a little bit. And I think magic saving the day, maybe, you know, you could say it's a Claremontism, you know, we have a badass who, uh, you know, pulls out a Wolverine and stuff. But as Derek has stated many times of his love of magic, 
Magic is a very powerful character. She's a really cool character. She's got a really rich history in the Marvel Universe. So I think if you go with it, the idea that as far as maybe this is what's, what was people could say was kind of a lame thing to make Magic cool, it's also fair to say it's like kind of a star turn for Magic. You still feel bad for Danny if you enjoy the character, but then you see Magic, you know, really, you know, whoop some ass. And that's that's also kind of cool. I mean, I, I think for me, the rationalization was always the demon bear is kind of mystical and magical in nature. And so is the soul sword. So that's, the you know, it kind of like takes fire to beat fire. You know, it kind of takes it takes magic to, to beat magic type thing. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and that, that was something I was going to bring up to you guys. uh in a little bit, but I, 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 I don't know if Mike wanted to say anything about the whole, uh, you know, you know, did Danny get whiffed and did magic like, you know, pwn too much or. That, that did occur to me, but like, I don't think I was, uh, you know, I, I don't think I had a big problem with it because I, I think I agree that it was probably like the book isn't called like Danny Moonstar. It's called the new mutant. So, you know, I was like, Oh, oh of course, like it would have been nice maybe if she showed up at the end, uh, lend a helping hand. But I was just like, well, the team took care of it. So that, you know, and that's what the team does for, you know, someone they care about. Well, I, I was, I was just going to add that I was surprised. Like, uh, you forget sometimes, like with d- modern day comic books, but like I was surprised at how like dense these three issues were. Like you know, like y- you can tell such a dense like story with like beautiful imagery in just three issues. But nowadays, it's like you know that would be the first trade, so it's like six, seven issues or whatever, and well, it's like you know, I kind of feel like. Pack- it's a twelve issue miniseries. Well, yeah. well not yeah. not only not only would it have been written for the trade within six issues, but I I don't think you would have had the the warlock Magus subplot. Like I don't I don't think you would have had those extra subplots. That that would be a whole separate trade. That would be the yeah you know, the, the self warlock trade or whatever. That would be a whole different six issues. You know. Yeah, they they probably would have done something stupid and not even like you know had rachel be involved or some crap so she could star in her own like thing or some shit like that that was a, they, that was another thing like i've seen that professor x getting shot like panel before but like i never knew where it was from so it was nice to like learn like where that like actually it. came from yeah when he's like you know in mercy's name cease fire <laughs> stop <laughs> shooting me it hurts um, the you, you, you know what's funny too is that I, I guess you're talking about given the context of modern comics I was thinking about like the character development for Sam Guthrie you know because I think I'm used to him you know being kind of a level headed adult almost at this point you know he's he's led the new mutants you know he's he's become like an X-Man an Avenger like all these things and everything so it was kind of interesting to to read this and then see him as kind of like you know he he's making mistakes you know like he's he's kind of into Amara and that kind of clouds his judgment and 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 he he makes mistakes in the middle of battle and things like that and you know it's it's not like they're deafening like you know that he obviously you know goes on to learn from them and everything but it's like 
you know, there, there was that aspect to it where you're like, oh man, you know, it's like, you, you kind of like, I don't know. I, I was kind of flashing back to like, yeah, I, I made some knuckleheaded, boneheaded decisions when I was 15 too, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing where I was just like, you know, I didn't, I didn't hold it against Sam. Like I still like him as a character and everything, but you know, there, there were some moments where it's like, oh yeah, you know, whoops, sorry. I fucked up guys. Like, sorry about no. that. It's like, like I, I've, I've, I've never read any new mutants. I think so. Like I, I, I'm not like I know of the team and who's on it and you know whatever they've done in some X Men comics and stuff. But I've never like read this like period of comics. So like I, I was kind of cool because when I was reading this, like I had seen the trailer, so I was like, oh yeah, like Sam's kind of wearing like the baseball cap, like he is in the trailer and stuff. So I started like picking out stuff. Like I, I, I notice in the trailer, like in the original comic, so that was pretty cool. And they did that, like they did a good job of doing some nods for the trailer. If you actually know the story, uh, one thing I, I was going to bring up was uh, th- this arc also did do the one thing that I always appreciate. It kind of gave me a starting point for a lot of the things I, I grew to associate with the New Mutants team that I grew up with. And you have the introduction of Warlock, who to me was a long-standing member, but he wasn't in like you know the first you know like twenty or so issues. He came in this arc, you know. <clears throat> then you have like Derek said, you have Ilyana kind of coming into her own with the Soul Sword and the the Soul Armor, um, and also like even though Magma is still around after this, for some reason like it seems like this arc is where they kind of start forgetting about Amara. Because you, you really kind of forget that she was part of the team, you know. She's like Karma is like, oh yeah, those 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 girls were new mutants, weren't they? <laughs> well, yeah, because she she ends up what going off to join the Hellions eventually, right? Yeah, yeah, at some point, yeah. And I think this is like the beginning of like one of her last arcs, you know. And th- this kind of makes the team that I'm used to, you know, the one that I read about most of the adventures for. So this is also kind of a milestone where you you kind of start that. Stuff. And if you get on the ground floor with this issue, which I did when I was a kid, it was kind of a weird throwback of like, oh, this is where all this shit started. I didn't know this was Warlock's origin, you know, more or less. Yeah, sometimes I wonder, like, because obviously it's a it, it's in some ways a callback to, you know, Jim Starlin's, you know, Adam Warlock and the Magus type thing. You know, it's the same sort of setup, but it's 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 kind of tweaked and retold for you know, X-Men characters and stuff like that. And yeah, obviously they're two separate pairs of characters, but you know, they, they have the same names essentially. So that, that aspect of it is kind of interesting too, depending on, you know, who you were first introduced to and, and just seeing it from like a historical context. Cause they're both kind of like, you know, the, the self warlock, you know, he's still kind of cosmic based as well. Cause they're both, you know, rocketing through the, the solar system and then crash landing, you know, on the planet and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, and obviously like Warlock is almost like one of those, you know, George Perez designed teen Titans characters or when Joe Quesada did the Azrael costume, it's like, it's almost one of those things where you're like, you know, exactly, yeah. like, like, fuck you. Only I can draw this, this outfit or whatever, you know, type thing. But I, I, I might say like, you know, other people have been really successful in doing their own definitive takes on the self warlock. Like, of course, Art Adams and people like that, that, that did it, you know, they, they really 
I think nailed it and got a good handle on it and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't mean to exaggerate, but, but it does seem like one of those things where you, you could see an artist going, wait, I have to draw what? Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, like, <laughs> like, oh, there's all those, you know, mechanical, you know, lines and, and kind of things and, and, and the way he is. Looks his, quite the same. Yeah. Yeah. His, his, his kind of hair and, or I guess you'd call it hair. I don't know what you'd call it, but you know, these kind of tubes and, things that come out of them and everything. I mean, obviously it's really cool, but you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, if a person actually has to, you know, physically draw that, you know, and, and keep it consistent, you know, you're like, Oh geez, that, 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 that would be something where I, I could see as, you know, trying to do a, a sequential series of art, you might just kind of go, Oh geez, how am I going to keep this all consistent? Yeah. It's like, they're like the first person who had to like do Spider-Man after Dick goes, like, I got to draw how many web lines? <laughs> no, I, I just thought that was kind of cool that like you have this introduction and like, yeah, like I agree with you, uh, Derek, like, you know, Scott Kevich is like, again, I said it earlier, that is the definitive warlock. Like that's how you're, like, it's how you're supposed to draw them. I know not everybody can draw that way, but it's, it's kind of like when other people draw Hellboy, you're like, no, Mike Mignola, that's how you draw Hellboy, you know? I mean, I mean, all I'll say about it is I, I thought it was a little, the ending was a little super convenient, you know, where it's like, it's a good thing you guys know that Morlock Healer, so you can, like, you know, not have your, one of your team members, like, permanently dead or whatever. But other than that... Well, I, mean, I, I was like, I, I've seen that Healer guy before, so oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. not like he came out of nowhere. No, like, no, but I, I, it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, good it, it's funny though like if if they knew they had that guy right like why even bring her to the hospital in the first place right like why even have the story right i don't know it's like it's like fuck this demon bear shit let's go to the morlock tunnels and then get this guy to heal her you know do, do you think the considering like you know how how i would say well the trailer has been shown um and how new mutants progressed over the years like do you think it would have been kind of ballsy for marvel to have done it more like a horror thing after the demon bear because it does seem to be a really fondly remembered story arc do you mean uh, i'm sorry I'm, I'm misunderstanding are you talking about marvel comics like the comic books or are you talking about the film version no i'm saying like you know like sorry the film version seems to to have gotten like a little bit of shock from people uh-huh. do you think like Back in the day, if Marvel had kept doing the comics with kind of a horror slant, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Like, like in other words, the Demon Bear is kind of its own little entity in the slice of life that is New Mutants. But you're saying, what if New Mutants went on to continue to be this kind of this sort of horror theme title? Is that is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah, or more surreal, or like you know, right, I mean, right. it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I don't know, like Bill Skinkevich kept doing the art on this for a while, so there is that yeah. you know kind of aspect to it, but it wasn't always uh, a horror themed title, like you're saying. So, I mean, I, I I think when you have stuff like Magic and Ileana, though, I mean, you do dovetail into that, like you start dealing with stuff like you know Sim and Nastrith and Limbo and stuff, and and those aspects of it our horror in a different way, I think, than the, you know how you kind of said like demon bear was kind of psychological horror. Whereas I think, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't mean to say that like Sim and Nastrith and those guys aren't, don't have certain 
psychological manipulations and everything, but I, I, I kind of tend to think of them as more straightforward, you know, demons and stuff like that. There's, there's kind of like a difference between, you know, it, it's like, I think Ileana, it, it might be like a little more supernatural level horror than say, you know, something that is, is, is more kind of, you know, psychological, you know, it's a difference between like Freddy Krueger and, and the kind of monsters they fight on Supernatural, you know, like there, there's one type of horror, you know, and, and the other type. So, but I mean, if they had continued doing that, I mean, I don't know, like maybe it would have gotten old, you know, like, like, you know, I, I, I think the idea like, was like to keep doing, <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, just keep doing different things and keep the title fresh, you know, like, you know, there, there may have been other opportunities to delve into that, but I don't think they needed to be, you know, chained to doing something that was always kind of psychological and horror based. Like they, they were still, you know, a teen superhero team, you know, they could still have the, the issues where they went off and, you know, played sports and, and, and kind of, you know, had rivalries with, with the white Queens Hellions and, you know, it's like a, a school rivalry thing as opposed to a horror thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, yeah. I think you could have made it more special that they did have this arc and they didn't do it all the time. You know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's the thing about new mutants, at least as far as I've read, cause I've not read a whole lot of new mutants, but um, it seems like you never quite knew where you were going to get like one month to the next, because like, the storyline right before this, kind of like Derek said, was they were fighting the Hellions and Emma Frost had captured Kitty Pride, and that was like a two or three issue arc. And then a bit before that, you had this weird arc. I, I always thought it was weird where basically somewhere in Brazil is a hidden lost colony of the Roman Empire, and that's where they find Amara. And they, you know, they take her back to civilization and she's, you know, culture shocked because they, they didn't have like electricity and all these things. And I think they called it like uh, new Rome or, you know, Nova Roma or or something. And I was like, this is kind of odd. Like I just, I, I was not expecting them to like go to this lost Roman colony and have all these wacky adventures. It just kind of seemingly, you know, came out of nowhere and, you know, there was a whole there was a whole lot of like drama with um, Sunspot and his dad and all this stuff. I'm just like, man, this is really kind of buried in story wise. Well, it's kind of like eventually with Danny, you know, like they they delve into that Asgardian portion of her, you know, background or whatever. You mm-hmm. know? So like, I mean, in that sense, like basically, you know, what like what Tony's saying is, if it was just horror, right, you wouldn't you wouldn't have the little side journey to, you know, it's like the new mutants, excellent adventure in Asgard, basically. Right. Where they have those annuals where, you know, they're fighting with Loki and Hela and all these, you know, folks and everything. And and Danny taps into that, you know, Asgardian power. Like, I think she gets what, like the spear or whatever it is. I mean, like, you know, all all those things, like you, you wouldn't have those, but it also speaks to what you're saying too, of you, you weren't quite sure you know, necessarily what you're going to get. I mean, like I said, the the only argument I could make is that, you know, things like Inferno or, you know, the various appearances of like Sim and Nastrith and guys like that, you know, you could kind of say, well, that that's kind of a type of horror, but not necessarily the same type of horror 
as the demon bear. I mean, you know, the other thing you could speak to is, I mean, since the demon bear was such a renowned story, it's like they did dip into that well a number of times. Like, I, I don't even think I've read all the comics with the demon bear in it, but it appeared in, like, X-Force later on, and then it appeared in the, um, well, it, it appeared in the first volume of X-Force, because Danny was in some of those later issues, like in 99 and 100, but then, like, the, the, the title I like, the, the Chris Yost one, you know, where it's like Wolverine and his, you know, Kill Squad, basically, with, with, uh, you know, uh, Warpath, like, Warpath fights the Demon Bear in that, it's like, what, the 20, 2012, 2011, I forget what year it is, but that, that volume of X-Force, like, he, he... Wasn't, it wasn't, like, the demon bear like bishops like get out of jail free card or See, that, something that's what like, i was gonna ask you because i've never read that like i know he i know they said the demon bear shows up in wh what was it the the not the volume of uncanny x-force we read but the on the podcast the one right the after, one that, after that yeah. like i've never read that what it's like it's like psylocke and phantom x and bishop and storm and who else? I don't know. I don't even know. But like, I've never read that. But I, I think, like, the the demon bear somehow possesses Bishop or something. Like that. That was what I read. But I've ne I've never I've never actually you know read the stories. I just it's just hearsay on like you know wikis and shit. I mean, I, I thought when Warpath was fighting the demon bear, it was pretty cool because it's like he teams up with Ghost Rider and stuff, and they you know they try to fight him off and stuff. But you know that that's all I really have on. You know, as far as the the longevity with that sort of character, or you know, kind of you know, villain or what have you. Do you, do you think because of uh, the buzz about the trailer? Obviously, we have to see how the movie does. Would you would you guys be horror or not? <clears throat> be interested in like a a new new mutants title that actually focuses on these characters and making an ongoing. Because we, we've had these characters grow up in the Marvel Universe and, like, don't reboot them, have them be who they are now, but maybe form together to be, like, not the New Mutants in name, but the New Mutants team. Maybe kind of like a, the, the way they do, like, Titan series, but they're not the Teen Titans type thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they could be the mutants. <laughs> I don't know. Right, but, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, I mean, they've they've tried that a number of times where they, I mean, there there have been subsequent volumes of the New Mutants after this original volume that we're reading tonight, and they they've tried that a number of times. I mean, some of them, I don't know. I mean, Justin may be able to speak to that more than me because I don't know how many of those I've I've really checked out. You know, like I remember there was like a three issue thing in like the the late nineties, and then somewhere in the i don't know second decade of the 2000s there i know there was like a revival new mutants title that went for a while you know but i really like the uh i think it was uh adnet and lanning mm. new mutants and they had um x-man and eventually blink join the team I like okay. i really like that volume oh now you get definitely on board with x-man <laughs> x-man <laughs> best character ever no, I just, I just, I was just kind of curious because, like, you know, the, these, these are strong characters, you know. But back in the eighties, the the characters who we thought were like strong, like, yeah, we had mentioned, like, you know, Danny, they get injured and she was out for a while. There's like readers of comics today who who don't know who Amara is, Danny, 
they they maybe know who Sunspot is, but don't really give a shit about him. It, it'd be kind of nice to see some of these kind of side characters. You know, I'm sure there's people who don't know who Warlock is, and you know, it'd be kind of nice to see them get kind of get a spotlight again. What I mean, what what is the current status of of these characters today? Like, I mean, I know I know Amara's not in the movie. Like, I I don't remember the last time I've seen Amara. Was she like on Utopia, basically? Like, I don't. Or was she she was in this newest volume, uh, X Men Gold, and basically she was mind zocked into joining the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. But I think she got better. Okay, and then uh, what, Roberto's doing that what that u.s event u.s avengers yeah he's okay yeah he's he's still the leader of aim i think or okay yeah and then what's what's uh what's i'm invulnerable when i'm blasting up to i think i think he's in that u.s avengers book too like okay yeah is he still with smasher or did they forget about that since hickman's not I think I think she's like off in space. Like yeah, I think. He's like, yeah, he's he's just kind of like you know, I go I go and see my you know my wife and my kid every so often or whatever. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> when I'm blasting, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm vulnerable when I'm in space and blasting and going off to see my wife. Um, <laughs> and then I guess who, Rain, Rain, Rain showed up as a bad guy kind of in x-men blue or well i mean she was part of that like mutant nation like led by emma frost or whatever they sent like this team with her like firestar uh like marrow uh some other people like to go bring in like the x kids or whatever Mm. so it was kind of like I think I I compared it to they kind of were the like Civil War era Thunderbolts where they were like these guys are the man and we're uh, not gonna like you know take any shit from them so, and I'm so, like what so Fire-? so Rain was one of the the man basically. yeah I was like what okay. fire I was like Firestar and Wolfbane aren't the man like you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're the Wolfman yeah. <laughs> is um is, is, is anything sorry what what. What were, you, what were you asking, Tony? We, I think we asked the same question at the same time. I, I was going to ask, is Danny doing anything? I don't think she's shown up in quite a while. Hmm. And that, that, that's all we have on her. Well, because I, I wow. mean, she yeah, was, no, she no, was, I, she was in that Abnett and Lanning reboot book for sure, right? And she was on Utopia yeah. for sure. But yeah, I, the, I, last, I, the last I, time I, I remember was yeah, Second Coming, I think. Yeah. Okay. But that, that's still been a while, though. Is um, is Ileana in blue or gold or whatever? Because I I don't read that. She's on the gold team, gold I team? think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, and uh, as far as I know, because I, I would have got email notifications because he's one of my favorite X Men on X Men uh, New Mutants. I think Warlock's still dead. <laughs> I don't know. I think like the last time I saw him was in that sword like series because he was like they were like henry gyrick was rounding up all aliens on earth and like he captured warlock too so Uh, i guess he came back alive because i think i think warlock died either in x-force or new mutants or something a long time ago yeah he's definitely come back since then yeah okay he was in he was in second coming too oh okay yeah, and then there's other characters who like weren't a part of this arc, like Cipher, and I'm pretty sure Doug is still dead. No, he's he's alive. No, he's God alive. Damn it. yeah, he's been alive for a while. 
What's he doing? I don't know. No one cares. <laughs> He's pro. I don't know. I they're the all the mutants are in one of two places. Like they're on that mutant island or whatever the new utopia is, the mutant nation, or they're with like the X Men Gold team in their mansion, probably. So it's like it's like X Men Gold and Blue, kind of like kind of like Avengers Initiative in a way, I guess. I get it. Well, I mean. The gold team all lives, what, Justin, in the mansion, is it still? I, I forgot. I think it's the yeah, mansion. Yeah, it's the mansion, but it's been, like, relocated to, like, Central Park. Yeah, and then, like, the the blue team is just Magneto's base or whatever, because Magneto's, like, their mentor. And then, like, then there's the mutant nation, like, led by, like, Emma Frost and uh, Zorn and I forgot who else and like in, in douchebag beast and whoever, and they're like, in <laughs> a Cyclops hand puppet. Uh, they're they're Yeah. They're, they're, their whole deal is basically being like, stop oppressing us in humans. <laughs> like, I don't know. Our comics better than your show at least. Um, but, um, yeah, curiosity, curiosity. So I guess that's why Warlock got to build a figure, which I'm still happy about. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that is great. It's it, it it's one of those things. Like at some point, Danny was supposed to get a Marvel Legend, but that was one of those like, you know, never released things. You know, something that was like shown at San Diego and just never got released. So I mean, you know, there, there's obviously the the contingent of fans that are like, you know, wishing for like a, a New Mutants box set or you know whatever it is and stuff like that. But you know, I can't think of. I mean, I guess in context of like things like X Force, you know, or or you know, the the magic that came with the Doctor Strange San Diego set, you know, like there there are trinkles of New Mutants figures, but, you know, there there, there haven't been too many. And, yeah, I guess getting a Build-A-Figure of, of, you know, self-Warlock, you know, kind of gives you the hope, like, oh, maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll sprinkle some other characters from the New Mutants in, in X-Men waves or something like that. Did they did they make a cannonball? They made a they made a cannonball. There was like a two pack. Like it was the X Force cannonball and Domino were in the two pack. Like I mean, it's it's not the greatest, but it's it it kind of uses that body of like the 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 Ghost Rider from like the series six. You know, it's kind of like that gangly kind of body ish thing. But I mean, so there is one, but. I mean, it, whether it's the greatest figure that was ever made, like probably not. But you know, there there is a cannonball out there. That that's his purple outfit with the uh, the mile high hair, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not his best, not his best. But yeah, I I I, I can't remember Derek because I, I know you guys have slammed me various times before for the uh, the mutants uh, graduation quote unquote uniforms. But I think you did actually stand up, uh, stand up for me and say you would actually like Magic in her like red robe and then black uh, leotard outfit. I, I think I would probably pick Magic in any outfit, you know. But I mean, it it doesn't. I I don't think it matters too much. Like if they made multiple versions of Magic, which I highly doubt they will, but if they did, like I'd be fine with it. I mean, I I think I think if I had a preference though, I I kind of like the you know the old school X Men uniform with like the 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 armored. Arm and a sword or whatever. Like I think, I think that would be probably like you know something that I would I would get super excited about. But I mean, if they made her as like the 
the crazy demon girl from from Inferno, where she's like this red the demon with cotton. horns and all that stuff, or, Fur, or furry or, magic. Yeah, yeah, fur, furry magic or the the soul armor magic, where like she's all armored up and stuff. Like I I would be into all those things, but I'm sure you know no, it, it's not like she's Batman. They're not going to make like that many variants of magic. You know? Like I, I like that that uncanny costume she has like then that like legends they made but i was kind of like i was i was well first of all it's a suit is exclusive and it's super expensive on the aftermarket mm. but second of all i was like well they used the little girl like buck for her and i was like well she's kind of older now and then i don't know i felt like her like sword wasn't like as impressive as it should have been oh, like her okay. yeah like it I don't know. I, I have that like Chris Boccolo like cover of her wielding that sword, and it's like the same size she is. Yeah. And the one that comes with that Legends looks like it's only like the size of her arm or whatever. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't agree that like besides Warlock, I will give Warlock credit on that. I don't think there's been really definitive versions of uh, those characters yet. No. Yeah. That's a shame. But you know, hopefully, hey, if the movie does well, like you said, Derek, you know, maybe we'll get some tricklings of. Uh, classic and you know banana yellow and black iliana with her 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 uh arm shield and yeah yeah, yeah that was kind of cool so any anybody you'd like to see as a legend justin from the new mutants my favorite character rain although i don't know how you would do that i mean do you have her in like her you know her school uniform or do you do some type of like wolf or werewolf figure or maybe like a werewolf version with like a little wolf version right, i don't know right yeah yeah, because I mean, oh, oh, you, you could you could have her with a wolf pack in. You could have her in that that post, you know, like the mid form where she's like kind of human and kind of wolf. Like I guess, yeah, I guess it depends on what what they decide to do. And then it's always like a catch twenty two. It's like it's the same thing with like fire from the Justice League or like the Human Torch or something. It's like do you, make, you know do do you make or Sunspot? Yeah, that's a good example too. Where it's like, do you make him powered up or powered down? You know, like that's it's like it, I mean, ideally, I suppose people would love to have like a two pack. You know, where it's like here's here's Bobby powered down, here's Bobby powered up, here's Rain in the wolf mode. You know, or or almost like probably with Rain, it'd be like you if you made like a, a three forms. You know, it's like her and her costume. Her and the part wolf, and then her and like full wolf, you know, like. Well, it would actually be kind of cool because depending on the artist, like, like sometimes she would be a dog, but did she kind of have like a werewolf form depending on the artist? Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. It's like sell it, sell it, Larry, and all wolf Spain wave. It's like human wolf Spain. We get the wolf Spain who walked in on Richter and Shatterstar. She's got that horrified look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can do the pregnant add-on. You know, it's like it'll be it'll sell millions, Larry. I, I I mean, it's not the most exciting to other people, but I think that would kind of portray the character well. But it is kind of hard to argue. You wouldn't mind having, like, you know, a cute little redhead, like, Wolvesbane to, like, be like, you know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so scared. I think Richter and Shatterstar are fucking, <laughs> you know, so. I think uh, some people use the, that like, they had those Toy Biz New Mutants figures, and I think there was the, the rain, like, I think in that, like, so some people use that as, like, a stand-in, I think, when the... They put together a bunch of custom sets of, of new mutants and stuff. 
But do you want flat top rain? <laughs> she kind of like a weird flat top sometimes. Tony, if you said that to her, she'd like hit you, cry, and like run away. <laughs> she, she, she secretly loves me. But like, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, this is fun to conjecture like about that, and you know, like the classic characters how they originally appeared. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think unless anybody has anything else to say, we've probably exhausted our, our thoughts on the Demon Bear saga because we're going into things like Marvel Legends and sure. and potential, you know, uh, kind of, you know, historical aspects of the Demon Bear and, and what these cast of characters are up to now. I think, it, you know, if anybody's interested and they haven't checked out the Demon Bear saga, like that original trade is probably out of print and really, really expensive but i know there's like a a new edition like trade where it not only collects the 18 to 20 that we discussed but it collects like portions of those x-force issues i talked about with with uh warpath and ghost rider fighting the the demon bear and i think those some of those issues of x-force where it features the demon bear so they like added you know more material to to pad out the trade and stuff like that so people are interested they could they could most likely um you know get the trade or, or look it up on comiXology or what have you and i think that'll do it for tonight so until the next time this is going to be derek derek wc signing off it's mike thunderwing setting off this is justin this is tony demon bear godless killing machine
<laughs> Demon Barry doesn't know he's mean. I don't know. But he's also really clean. He cleans up after every kill. <laughs> I know, Larry. We'll make the Demon Bear blue in the movie. It's like the, what, what, if the, what if the demon bear was the builder figure? You know what, Darren? I, I didn't want to prolong the conversation, but as soon as you said, like, we're talking too much about Marvel, I was like, ooh, demon bear builder figure. <laughs> <laughs> would they just they just make a regular bear with scary eyes, or would they try to like do like the uh, like emulate the art? Yeah. It's like it's like, dude, I gotta find that picture of um sup bro demon bear sup bro demon bear for you guys this is I, I know i know justin's probably already seen it but build a sup bro demon bear 